What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Master Craftsman Podcast, where we're going to sit here, we're going to drink some craft beer, we're going to talk about it, we're going to dive deep into what it is, and then we're going to talk about the topic of the day. It could be sports, it could be TV, it could be movies. Whatever comes off of our dome is what is going to come out of our mouths and into your ears in this episode. I am Jared Niederheiser, and I am joined by... I am Branson Wilms here, the uh, second member of the uh, Master Craftsman here. And uh, we've got three pretty good beers here, Jared, to, to try out here. Yep. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, this first one here, you know, it's December 2nd. We're getting into the season. Oh, this, yeah. This first one here pays tribute to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Wonderful you know, movie. Wonderful. One, one of my top favorites. It was actually, you know, December 1st yesterday, kicking off the holiday season. <laughs> It was already on TV. I already had it going. So this beer, it just seems right to start with this one. I mean, the can alone. I mean, look at this thing. You got Tribute right there on the front, sponsored by National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You got the Griswold Residence here on the back of the can. I believe it had the, does it have the moose The moose mug? It, it has, has the moose right mug right there, right there okay. on the back. Yes, you can Uncle, see that. Or Cousin Eddie's RV down there at the bottom. So Don't it you says, falling in love yeah, with that thing? I, listen. Listen, let me tell you, the back of this thing, from Brewdog Brewery here uh, down in Columbus area in Ohio, it says here on the back that they have teamed up with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation to bring you a beaut of a pecan toffee stout, coming in at 7.5%. So this is this is nothing to sleep on here, Jared. It's so a big hitter to start us out it's with. It's a big hitter to start it out. Go but, big or go home, man. You know, it's just a, it's a 12-ounce can, and... Uh, what do you say? Let's dive into it. All right. Let's and as Branson it. cracks this thing open, we are hitting our 12 beers of Christmas here. So we're going to hit three to, in our first episode and then three for the next three episodes for a total of 12 for our 12 beers. So we're going to hit three tonight. We're going to start with this one. So Branson, have at it, man. All righty. Let's see what it's all about. All right, man. Here Let's we pour go. pour them up. I already like that color. Yeah. Pouring. Nice, dark, roasty colored to it here there you go you go ahead fill your glass there so the notes are pecan and toffee oh i'm getting some oh man i'm getting some toffee right off the top oh yeah you get definitely right a lot of sweet top. notes Whew. all right here we go cheers right. to you cheers to the master craftsman episode one first sip okay yeah First thoughts. First thoughts. Uh, personally, for me, I've got to say it's a little thinner than I typically like my stouts. One hundred percent. That was um, that was my very first thought too. But it's more of a porter consistency. A little bit of a opinion. porter consistency. Um, but yeah, I think you, I think it really hits on a lot of the flavors. I definitely pull the sweet of the toffee um, and the roastiness and the nuttiness of the pecan. You get a lot of that playing well together. Um, you know, if I had to rate it on an untapped scale, so out of five, out of five, I'm 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 saying this one comes in at a three seven five. That's okay. that's what I'm going with. Okay. That's me. You know, that's the first one we're going with here. So we'll we'll see how this stacks up to some of the other stouts we have in the series here of the twelve beers of Christmas, and okay. uh, maybe at the end we'll come back around and see. If we would like to re-rank any of these. Give it a second try. Yeah, I mean, right now, we're one for one. I mean, it's got to be sitting number one. We've only had one. So (laughs) we'll we'll keep you guys updated as we go through this with our our live rankings. All right. So for me, I agree 100%. It's very thin in terms of uh, a stout. But I... I kind of like that. Like I feel like if I'm a lot of times I'm drinking a stout, they're, they're so thick that it's a lot. Yeah. And, you know... Pecan is not my my favorite of notes. The the nuttiness is not like one of my top uh, things that I would look for. But it seems very subtle to me. Like there's not a lot going on there in terms yeah. of the pecan. So like I get more of the toffee. And again, my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's the first one. I like I like the flavor. I like the taste. Um, again, not overly thick, which I'm cool with. Uh, I would probably give it a four. Okay, I mean, I'll give it a solid no, I res- four. I it's not. That. It's not the best stout that I've had by any means. Um, but it's it's 
not even close to the worst. Right. No, so, we definitely, we've definitely had some that are way worse yes. than this. Here. Oh, yes. And, and I would say, just to kind of throw in there with it, a lot of the times, the what what I'm drinking kind of depends on if I'm drinking by myself, if I'm splitting it with some buddies. Right. Because if I'm splitting it with some buddies, I don't mind those heavier stouts. They, they pack a lot more flavor. 100%. You know, a lot more texture and depth to them. Um, but if I was sitting on the couch, you know, and I wanted something, you know, to watch the game, this would be a really good, easy one to go to that you could take down by yourself without having a bellyache before bed. Yeah, that's that's a per, that's a fair assessment. I, yeah. I, I'll give you that. I, yeah, I, I agree. If you're if you're drinking this one by yourself, this is this is a perfect one you can just kind of sit back, sip and enjoy on a cold yeah. winter's night. Certainly, certainly. So. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. I think. No. Uh, oh no. I think. Uh, this is definitely one that is gonna. It's definitely a keeper. I mean, it's a that's keeper. One, it's, I think it's gonna end up ranking fairly high in our in our, in our uh, top twelve. Top twelve. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we before we break um, and move into our, our second beer on our second uh, second segment of the day, and then we get into more of the topic at hand, let's discuss what that topic at hand is gonna be. As as we sit here, it is December the second, as you mentioned. Tonight started the big college football championship weekend we got usc and utah on as we speak yes we um, are which Heading has into halftime here you know and we've got a 17 10 score so we've got a ball game on our hands there. so huge playoff college football playoff implications and then obviously tomorrow is the the other power five conferences big 10 big 12 acc and sec games which we'll dive into here more as we move along so thank you for joining us um First beer, as we said, was Brew Dog out of Columbus, Ohio. It's a butte pecan and toffee stout. Uh, stick around. We're going to move into again the topic at hand when we come back. And our second beer, which, um, I, judging by the ones we have, Branson, I think I'm the most excited about this next one that I, we got coming up. I would agree, Jared. I would agree. So, so stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, episode one of the Master Craftsman. Again, I'm Jared Niederheiser, joined by Branson Wilms. We're going to dive into the topic at hand this week. We're talking college football championship weekend. Uh, first of all, Branson, let's take a look at the Pac-12 championship. It's going on right now as we speak. USC yes, yes. 11-1 takes on 9-3 Utah. USC's only loss was to that Utah team earlier on in the season. Spread was Utah... Um, or excuse me, USC minus two and a half. So favored to win were the Trojans. They're sitting at number four in the college football playoff, man. Got to win to get in. Definitely. What are we looking at right now? You're definitely at a got to win to get in situation. And Jared, let me tell you, right now, uh, going into, we got 11 seconds left on the clock going into half, but we have Utah right there on the five-yard line with 11 seconds left going into the half. So we will have to touch on this one again a little later uh, because there's lots to to dive into today. But, yeah, USC is in a must-win position here, especially – with uh, a one-loss Ohio State team right behind them at number five, so. I think I think USC is the only team that's at a must-win. I think if you look at Agreed. and we'll, we'll talk about this as we go along yeah. when we talk about the other games, but I think if you look at the other three teams that are in those first three spots of the college football playoff, Georgia, TCU, and Michigan, yeah. I think even if they lose, they're not going to not play in the college this football is, playoff. This is a weird year, Jared, because I got to tell you, normally you have. Five to six, you know, twelve and zero teams coming into this time of year, yeah. where you could make a valid argument, you know, on Selection Sunday. How do you decide who's coming in? Yeah. Um, but this year, uh, you obviously have Alabama with an off year. You know, not seeing them in the top four is really odd. Oh, it breaks my heart. It doesn't. It doesn't. You I can, can tell the look on your face. Uh, if you guys can hear the sarcasm yeah. through the microphone. I, yeah. I, I, it, and then and it's, it's nothing against Alabama. I no, mean, you no. know, it's just for me. I'm I'm the type of guy that's like okay let's get some new blood in there yeah let's, and that's different and I mean this year is this is a prime perfect example of what you'd like to see because yeah. you've got some some new faces in there and uh, this late into the season it still is kind of up in the air I mean like you said the one two and three it's just positioning at yeah, this they're point for position yeah but yeah, uh, that agreed. four seat there's potential there for that to be a big. Uh, 
A big question mark. Yeah, it's a big question mark, and, and I'm kind of glaring down at two. We got two seconds left. Uh, incomplete pass going into the end zone there. So my guess is they're going to send out oh. the kicking team. Oh no, we've got a they got a touchdown. We got a touchdown. Oh my word, we have got a touchdown. We've got oh, two seconds boy. left on the clock here. Uh, now that my phone has updated, we do have a touchdown here to Jalen Dixon, four-yard uh, passing touchdown here, going into halftime. Okay. It is tied, tied up. Tied up. Wow. This is a game. So this this seriously has some um, potential impact. I'll tell you what. Ohio State fans like myself, <laughs> though I don't know that we deserve to be there, this is a big game that a lot of us Buckeye fans are watching, hoping to get in. Maybe yeah. squeak in there on Selection Sunday. For sure. So let's shift gears now as that game goes into halftime. Let's take a look at the only Power 5 championship game tomorrow that really doesn't have any implications. And that, right. for me, as a Florida State fan, is kind of disappointing. But that's the ACC. Clemson at 10-2 and two takes on 9-3 and three North Carolina uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on ABC. Tomorrow night, obviously, being December the 3rd. Clemson favored by 7.5. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Clemson... Clemson has kind of had one of those under the radar years. I mean, you look at the ten and two record, and you think like you haven't heard a lot about them. Right. But it's kind of been because they, I mean they've always been there. You right. know what I mean? They've right. always been one of those teams that's always in the top four. They're always fighting around that playoff spot. And this year they just haven't been. They had those two losses, like we said, that just that just kind of lingering. Yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of took them out of it. And then North Carolina has had had a, had a pretty nice season as well at nine and three. So again. Clemson seven and a half points um, favored over North Carolina tomorrow night. How do you see that game turning out? I I really like Clemson in this game, and the primary reason I like Clemson in this game is it's almost like a been there, done that attitude. Yeah, I agree with that um, for they've sure. played on the and you know under the big lights and the big games, you know. So I think that they come in a lot more calm and prepared to handle the matchup. But yeah. I don't. I don't think you can sleep on North Carolina because, you know, they come in there with a chip on their shoulder. They've got nothing to lose. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a you know, it's not a playoff implication. You know, make or break. You but know. it's a it's a New Year's Six game. Exactly. That's I mean that's yeah. where you're looking. And I, yeah. If I and, remember correctly, ACC goes to the Orange Bowl. Right. It's an opportunity to play in a big bowl like that. Yeah, it's huge. It's, you're right. It's definitely something that I think that you're going to see them come out. And really give it all they have. I just, I just don't know that they could keep up four quarters with Clemson. Yeah, I think, I think Clemson's offense is going to be too much in that game. I, I, I like Clemson. I like Clemson in that one a lot to to, to get to eleven and two and and, and make a uh, a New Year's Six game. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's going to be. I think regardless of who gets in there. It's going to be a really good, uh, really good game to watch here coming up. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You're exactly right. So now let's dive into to beer two. This is like oh, I said boy. of the of the ones that we have purchased so far for our twelve beers of Christmas. This is the one that I am most excited about. So Branson, dive into this one for us and let us know what we got coming down yeah. down the pike here. So I mean, when you think you know holiday season and Christmas, I just I don't know that. You can wrap it up any better than this beer does. We've got here. I love got, the can too. Look by at the way. it. It's a I holiday mean, can. You know, it's just it's all sorts of festive. You got all sorts of different stuff covering this can. But the thing that grabs me is just what it's supposed to be made up of here. We've got a gingerbread hot cocoa oh, stout. So we've got Jeez, an imperial oh stout brewed with cocoa powder, ginger. Cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, clove, vanilla, and lactose. So, Jared, uh, yes, kind yes, of yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I mean, opinion, what more can but... you add to this to say? I mean, aside from putting Santa himself in this thing, <laughs> seriously, you've wrapped <laughs> up the all the holiday toys. Let's yeah, do this, exactly. Man. So, my thought on this one, just looking at the ingredients and the makeup, I think you're going to find that this is going to be a little thicker than beer number one, mm, right? Mostly because of the addition of that lactose and. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm excited, man. Who? Where? Where's this one from? What so this is here? this is High Wire Brewing, and so okay. this is actually their 10 W40 um, series. So they make this in an original, you know, just kind of a plain Jane. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of like a uh, a special holiday version of this stout, and and I've had the the original one. It is, you know, it's a really good stout. Yeah. It's a really good uh, staple. It's easy to find year round. So. Um, 
I'm really excited to see what they pack in this one and, and how we see those adjuncts come into, into play. So we've got a 16-ouncer opposed to the 12 one this time, so yes. I hope you're thirsty. we got the big boy, man. Again, this, Here we one, go. this one coming in, jumping a little higher than the last one we had. This one's coming in at 8%. Okay. Uh, last one came in at 7.5%. So we're, we're staying there right around that comfortable territory. But um, let's crack it open and see what this one's about, huh? Yeah, man. Let's go. I'm excited. Like I said, this is this is the one that like I'm I'm most I can't wait for. Right. I can't wait for. Let's just see how it pours. Oh my word! Definitely a thicker consistency. A lot darker as well. A lot kind of darker. Look, it's got lot that. Darker. It's got that 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 vintage motor oil stout look to it. Right. It's oh, exactly man. what I'm looking for. Off the nose, it's just. You get cinnamon. You get some of that allspice. Oh my it almost word. smells like a liquid gingerbread cookie. I'm really excited to see how the cocoa. <laughs> I know. I'm excited <laughs> to see how the cocoa crazy. plays out in this one. But I am super impressed with just the smell alone. Oh my word! If it's if it tastes as good as it smells, man, this we're on a good might, roll. Yeah. I mean, this one might. I don't even care about the other ten. It might be tough to beat. So cheers to you. Let's mm-hmm. see what we got. Okay. Yeah, no, that one is really good. I definitely like this one a little more than than we had on the Lampoon's one. But um, the big thing that I get with this one is, man, that cinnamon. Yes. That nutmeg. The ginger is is nice and present, but not too much. The spice hits you. Yeah. Like you said, not too much, but it it hits you. I mean, it's it's full front in that first sip there. Yeah, it's... And it's still... I can still taste a little bit of that cinnamon left there. I think I this is. I think this one. I mean, just the consistency alone. It's got a nice head on it. It's it's a really nice, you know, dark brown, dark brown head to it. And it's man, it's just I, for me. I'm getting all of the all of the gingerbread. I'm not getting as much as the cocoa. I think we're gonna start getting that as it warms up a little bit. Yeah, I would I can taste it a little bit on the backside, but not as much up front as you get with that gingerbread and the spice. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't really get a whole lot of cocoa on the first step. Let's see about the second one. Most of it, as as we have said, is is the spice, which it's not overly spicy. No, I've had Christmassy type beers yeah. that you know I feel like it's like a lot of liquid, and it's like they took half a thing of cinnamon yeah. powder and just dumped yeah. it in there, and that's what I'm drinking. It's dry coming down your throat. Yeah. It feels like yeah. yeah. No, I, I get yeah. you there. It feels I like think, liquid sandpaper yeah. just scraping my throat. And, and this one. For me, it it tastes like a gingerbread cookie, you know, and I get almost a little bit of like cinnamon and sugar type, like a little sweetness with the cinnamon. I think I think it might be that vanilla that plays into it. I got a lot more sweetness on that second yeah. sip. I got a lot more sweetness on that second sip. Yeah, so, I really like this one. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm definitely taking this as the one overall so far. Yeah, this is gonna be my top rated. I mean, we've only had two, so it's kind right. of. I mean, you know, not a whole lot to go off. Of, right, but. but this one. This one is um, something impressive is going to have to strike us for it to top this. I would, I would, I would tend to agree with that. I, I mean, I, I just when I first saw this can and I read the ingredients, and again, that's cocoa powder, ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, clove, vanilla, and lactose. I was a little concerned in terms of we were going to be getting a lot of spice. Yeah. And we get a good amount of spice, but it's not overpowering. Right. I think all of them play well together. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a beautiful It's a beautiful mixture. It's a beautiful yeah. mixture. This is one that uh, you can read that ingredient list and pick an ingredient out and, and take a sip. And if you focus on it, you find it. You're catching it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but if you drink it all together, they all play really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is overpowering. Nothing is missed. Um, the cocoa, I'm starting to get a little more of that here now that it's kind of opening up. Um, but no, I, I think this one is going to find its way toward the top of our 12 beers. And I think uh, I'll be impressed to see something beat it. I'm, you can smell the cocoa. If yeah, you, as you I definitely. Continue to- as I continue to dive into that, you can smell the cocoa off of it. I don't get the taste as much, but I can smell it for, for sure. sure. For sure. One thing I'm really excited about here, this 12 beers, Jared, is we actually have, what is it? Is it two or three open spots that we haven't really filled in? We're can't, so we have wait. the three tonight. I have the three that that go to, as a team. Yeah. I don't wanna, I'm not going to spoil anything. We're not, we're not spoiling team. anything tonight. And then I think 
I want to say we have two more, so I think we have like three or four spots. Yeah. So we, we have three have, or four spots open that we're waiting for things we that want could some, potentially. Yeah. We're waiting for some things to develop. We have a. Uh, we are blessed enough to have a really good local brewery here in Ill Will. Yes. And 100%. Uh, yeah. So Jared and I were actually there. Was it last two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We uh, we stopped down there, and. Uh, they make some really incredible beer, and yeah. coming into this this time of year, they made some really good. They did Nanners November, and some of the banana stuff that they came oh, out with was God. just absolutely phenomenal. You know, I mean, listen, man, anything if it says banana in it, I mean, I'm going to try it. It's absolutely, not even, it's not. Even it's a, a no brainer. It's not and, even a question. And so, going into December, I'm really excited to see what they come out with this time of year. And uh, I'm hoping to fill some of that spot yes. with with some of this local stuff that. You can't you can't find anywhere except no. for Columbiana, Ohio. Yeah, so. there's there's a couple other ones that I have that that I've had previously, and I want to try to get as many as we can that are new. But there's 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 one. I mean, I am a sucker for Arshay's gingerbread style, oh, man. man. Oh my that, word! If you put that one up, that's that's one that. And would... see, that's why I want to try yeah. new stuff because I'm afraid that if I get like old reliables that exactly. I've had before, exactly. it's going to skew my votes and it's right, going right. to. It's going to make me feel like, oh, that one's so much better than everybody else. When right. maybe, you know, it's just because I've had it before. Right. And this one, I think this one actually, it it, it kind of plays and compares well to that Arche gingerbread yeah. style. Because oh, yeah. you get a lot of that spice. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when we saw that cocoa on there, we were kind of maybe expecting something that was chocolatey. I, spe- I expected more chocolate. Yeah. I won't lie to you. Which I, did. I really I did. expected a little bit thicker chocolate taste. But... but uh, I'm not. Uh, chocolate has a way of really overpowering a beer yes. sometimes, making it overly sweet. Mm-hmm. And this one, it really plays like a nice gingerbread cookie. And I think um, it would be very comparable to that Arche gingerbread stout. Yeah. Um, I like the candy cane one as well that too. Candy cane. That candy cane I, milk listen, style is. Folks, if you had any idea how difficult <laughs> it was to find twelve to find beers 12 that these. Jared and I agreed yeah. on throwing in this, we still haven't come up with twelve. We've no, got we a only got more, eight. Yeah, we've got a couple more spots to fill. But I promise you the ones that we review, uh, if you get to try them yourselves, and I recommend that you do. Yeah, I recommend you uh, try to find a way to get them. If you're local to yes. the Columbiana County area or, or even northeast Ohio and you can get your hands on some of these. Because, I mean, we're not talking just Columbiana County. Obviously, we talk about Columbus with the original one. Uh, this one from High Wire is brewed in Asheville, North Carolina. Yes, yeah, so that's a little so, bit of a hike. So. Yeah, so if, you can, if, you, if you're local to that area... And then the third one we have, I believe, is a, I a Cleveland brewery. That's a Cleveland, Cleveland yeah, native. Yes, so it's yeah. a Cleveland brewery. We'll get to that here in one of our later segments as we move along. Yes. Yeah, so, so Branson, let's go into rankings, man. Where sure. would you put the High Wire Gingerbread Hot Cocoa 10W40 Imperial Style? Right. So this one, um, now that I've tasted it and I, and I really kind of get to play with the flavors and I think of other beers that maybe come in the same category, I'm going to give this one... You know, I'm gonna kind of bend the untapped scale. Okay. Because, so I'm gonna go with like a with like a four three five because I don't think a four two five gives it enough credit. Sure. Um, but I also don't think it's at that four five region. Yeah. I know there's a couple other ones that I really like. Um, Arches being being one of them. I really like the that beer. Um, so I'm gonna go right there, kind of in the middle. Uh, a little bit better than a four two five, not quite a four five. So somewhere in that four three five four four range. Um, really good beer. Um, it, all the flavors play really nicely, and I think we're going to continue to enjoy this one through the night here. Yeah, so I'm going to hit it with a four or five, and I like that. and, and, and I, I, I I'm not going to disagree with what you said about the four three five, but I'm going to hit it with a four or five, and I'm going to tell you why because when, at first read of this can, like I said a few moments ago, I was expecting a lot more cocoa and cinnamon. I was expecting basically like hot chocolate stout with cinnamon on the top. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't get. And, and to be honest, that's not what I was hoping for. Right. You know what I mean? And I got a better taste than what I thought I was going to get. So I'm gonna, that's going to inflate my, my grade a little bit. But I'm going to give it a 4 or 5 because I really like this one. And like I said, I think that when it comes down to it, this is going to be tough to beat in my opinion when Agreed. we come back and rank it. And I will say that we are writing these down. I'm keeping a list of you know what we are, what we are ranking each individual beer. And then at the end of this – We'll rank our top twelve and see. Like maybe, maybe we, maybe we, maybe uh, some things need to be yeah, bumped around. Yeah, maybe we, like if I to, think about it, like ah, you know what? I think I did like that one better than maybe I liked another then, one. Yeah, and you know, going back to my college days, Jared, 
Sometimes you have to grade on a curve. So depending on how these 12 oh, turn out, listen, I mean. I was in college twice, listen, so I get it, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. So listen, all of us love that curve. Um, and so if we have one of those beers that's just a straight curve breaker, it's just like 100%. I think we got to take that into effect when we when we move some other things around, so we'll, we'll really take all things into consideration when we when we give you guys our uh, our top twelve beers of Christmas. I agree with you. So let's what we're gonna do? We're gonna take one more break here. We will dive into when we come back our final beer for the first episode of our twelve beers of Christmas here on the Master Craftsman, and we will dive into the final three games that will be on tomorrow the Big 10 the Big 10 championship the Big 12 championship and the SEC championship and talk about how we feel like those playoff implications are going to pan out yeah. for those three games there's some good conversation coming up i think these are some really good games that uh that are being overlooked in my opinion i think i think they're being overlooked a lot because like if you look at those and and we kind of talked about this before we came on is those three teams are going to get in, I think, regardless of what happens tomorrow. Right, right. But I think jockeying for position is very, very important. And, you know, obviously there's still business to be done for those three teams. And those three yeah. teams being Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. So when we come back, we'll hit our third beer, and then we will dive into those three games. And we'll give our predictions on what we think is going to happen and what we think the four playoff teams are going to be. I'm when still the trying selection to Sunday my comes fourth. out. And we're not going to determine it. We're not going to look at the USC Utah score, which, like we said, is on right now. It's tied, so I guess it's zero zero. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So we're going to give our prediction on who we think those four teams will be when we come back. So stick around. Like I said, third beer, those three um, conference championship games, and our playoff predictions. All right, guys, welcome back. Segment three, we're going to dive into our third Christmas beer here for episode one of our 12 beers of Christmas. But before we do, let's take a look at our final three games in terms of championship Saturday. We're going to start off with a Big Ten game. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Again, tomorrow night, as I said, December the 3rd, a Saturday, 8 p.m. on Fox. Let's look at a Big Ten matchup. You got Michigan at 12-0, taking on 8-4 Purdue. Michigan's 16-and-a-half-point favorites against the Boilermakers. Initial thoughts on that as an Ohio State guy. What do you think about that, number one, about that spread? And what do you think about the game, I guess, in general? So I have to give it to Michigan because they really took it to Ohio State. And in their house, you know, in the shoe, in Columbus, 200,000-plus people outside the stadium, another 100,000 people inside. It was just absolute crazy environment. And they brought the game right to Ohio State. So I look for them to take the game to the Boilermakers. I think they win the game, but I do not know that they're going to cover. I think I think they win, but I don't think it's going to be by 17. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens, but I think you come off a high win like Ohio State. You know, you kind of reset a little bit. You kind of settle down. All that, you know, that energy and stuff is all... You kind of expensed in that Ohio State game. So I think you come in, you know, number two overall team. You kind of are sitting high on your seat. I think it's going to be closer than we expect, but I do think Michigan comes out on top, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that. I think, you know, you build you build and you build and you build all the way until that Week 12 matchup, especially being on the road, and then you win in convincing fashion like they did. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say let down because I don't, I don't think they lose tomorrow. I think they win, but yeah, I I, I think sixteen and a half is a big number. Mm-hmm. Um, Purdue has played well as of late. You know what I mean? It's a it, it's a neutral site game. I, right. I do think Michigan. I don't think the game's close. I don't think Michigan is ever concerned. Right. But I, I think sixteen and a half is a large number. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, let's jump into one more before we crack open this beer. Let's talk about the SEC championship. Um, we look at Georgia. They've been number one all year. Right. They're 12-0. The game's at 4 o'clock on Saturday the 3rd on CBS. They're taking on LSU. LSU's 9-3. and three. Um, LSU is 17.5-point dogs in that game. No pun intended there with right, playing right, Georgia. Right, right, right. 
I like Georgia in this game. I, I think that, you know, Georgia is not going to look at this as like, let's rest on our laurels here. We're in regardless. I think Michigan's the same way. I think if some, if by the grace of God, Purdue comes in and knocks off Michigan, I think Michigan's in regardless right. of what happens. Uh, again, we've talked about it. It's just kind of like, you know, playing musical chairs, who ends up where. But I think Georgia's got something to prove. I think last year with the national championship, they're like, okay, we lost some guys in the draft. You know what I mean? We got some new guys on defense, but we're still Georgia. Right. And at 12-0, and 0, they've been that number one team pretty much all year long. They, they've still got a lot to prove in, in their minds. And, and, and I think they come out and they take it to LSU. Now, LSU's no slouch, obviously. 9-3, mm-hmm. Brian Kelly in his first year down there. They, they would, uh, Jaden McDaniel is a quarterback. They got some talented players as well, but I I just think Georgia's too much. Yeah, I I think this comes down to, you know, talent is one thing, and and I definitely think Georgia carries the edge when it comes to talent. Yeah. Um, But I also look at it from a coaching perspective, and I just think Georgia is going to outcoach LSU all day long. And like you said, you know, before, it's a game of musical chairs, but I still think there's something to be said about Georgia wanting to come in and make a statement that I'm, we're number one. You know, the other four th- or three teams, you know, are battling for the, the remaining three spots. Arguably, you've got two teams, you know, at, sitting at five and six with Ohio State and Alabama. That it's it's hard to say exactly how that four seed is going to end up. Um, but the one constant that it has seemed this year in college football is Georgia at number one, yeah. and they have played they have played like that. Um, So I look forward to still watching the game. I think LSU, um, not that they have something to prove, um, but this is a really good game for them to come out there and and give it all they've got, you know. Mm. Leave everything you got out there on the field because, you know, if they did end up knocking off Georgia – wouldn't that be a wild Saturday? I mean, I mean geez. that would make things really – I mean, what's going to happen? If Michigan wins, do they jump to one? What's going to happen in that? I mean – I feel like they'd have to if they, they were 13-0 yeah. and, and mean, Georgia's 12-1. Right. It's hard It's hard to say what would happen. And I, and I think that would be – you know, next time we, we do this, this podcast, I think it's going to be interesting to maybe touch back on seeing how this all played out based on our predictions. But I don't think – LSU has what it takes to beat Georgia. I think there would have to be some sort of. Uh, it's going to come down. To, I think yeah. it would come down to if Georgia turns the ball over. Yeah, it's going to come down to, to to controlling the ball and just yeah, coming out 100%. there and playing like you've played all year long. And if they do that, they come out with a win, and, yeah. and it's not even a conversation. But nonetheless, it's a good football team and a fun football team to watch. Yeah. I mean, they've got incredible talent year after year, and uh, I think this is a. It's a good game. Talent on both sides, young talent. Uh, It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Now, before we dive into the final game of the uh, Power 5 championship weekend, that being the Big 12 game, let's take a look at this last beer that we have for episode one of the 12 Beers of Christmas. Branson, dive into what we got here for our final, final drink of the day. All right. So here... We've got, Jared, we've got Saucy Brew Works Three Hose Christmas Ale. So, this beer we've got here comes in at 7.5%. Um, so, this one doesn't give us too much detail as far as what we're expecting. All it gives us is that this is an amber ale with some spices. So, this is brewed up in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, one of my favorite beer fests, the Winter Warmer, which is coming up here in March. Um Saucy makes an appearance every year, and they always bring some really unique things. Um, and I haven't had anything from them that uh, has let me down. So this is this is one of their common Christmas sales that comes out every year. It's kind of a cool cool can. They've got a uh, snowflake in the background um, with their their saucy uh, teardrop logo, kind of in the form of it almost looks like a, a Grinch type deal. It almost looks like Santa Claus with the beard yeah. and the red coat yeah, and yeah, everything. You've got yeah, a yeah. whole bunch whole bunch going on here on the can. It's a really, really cool can. Um we've got a twelve ouncer stepping down from the sixteen we did last one. Mm-hmm. Still staying in that seven and a half range. Seven and a half eight. We haven't been able to get away from that yet. We've so been pretty consistent in that spot yeah, here are, for episode one. So, I'll tell you what, I don't know that I've ever I mentioned to you off air that I think I had a Saucy Brew Works at one time. I don't know as I've been thinking about it that I have. So I think this is going to be my first, my first venture 
down the Saucy Brew Works Avenue. So I'm excited about this yeah. one. I'm I mean, excited. Like you said, the can. A lot of times when I look at these beers, when I'm talking, when we're looking at seasonal stuff, I buy it straight on the can. Does yeah. the can look cool? Yeah. I'll give it a shot. You got to give. You got to give some credit to the can art because uh, when you're trying to come up with 12 beers that you haven't tried before, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes it's like you know. Everything that says Christmas ale, it's like, okay, what's going to make me choose one over the other? What stands out? It's the can art. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Unless you get something that, you know, is is a really good, notable brewery that makes something really good, you know. Other than that, if it's it's apples to apples, you go go based on can art. But um, let's get lost in the sauce. Let's dive in, man. Let's dive in. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. So... I'm liking the smell. This is definitely an amber color. Much, coming yeah, off much lighter than the other two. Than that the brew dog and the um, high wire that we've had so far. But obviously, those two were stouts. So obviously, we're going to look at something a little bit lighter. Yeah, this is a lot. Yeah. So this is a lot more amber. Yeah. When you smell this one, what do you think? Familiar smell. Yeah, a, yeah. a lot of spice. A lot of spice. It's it smells very similar to the beer we had last. Now again, that yes. was a stout, the gingerbread hot cocoa stout. Um, but I am getting a lot of the similar spices of that gingerbread. Yeah. So I'm intrigued that, to see how this one plays out. A lot of those first notes are coming off of that. They're not as strong, in my opinion, as they were in the no. high wire. But again, that could be the high wire that we had for beer two was an eight percenter. It was a stout. All right, a little bit thicker in yeah. terms of you know, if, and it was also sixteen ounces, so we did pour a little more yes, into the glass. We, did, we so. did have a little bit of a larger pour here into our glass. So um, here we go, man. Cheers. Cheers. Let's dive into beer three of episode one. Here we are. Okay, what are your thoughts? Initially. Very light in yeah. terms of um, its thickness. I don't want to say light in terms of like, you know, its taste, but like light in terms of its thickness. Again, we went from two stouts yeah. to now a, big, a Christmas big ale, so that, that that's, you know, going to happen. Um, hits you with the spices right up front. For sure. Hits you with the spices. Um, I think it kind of falls know. off after that initial yeah. taste. You get that, you get the, uh, the ginger, the allspice. <laughs> A little bit of cinnamon. A little, little bit of cinnamon. But, Not as um, much as the is the is the high wire. It uh, when you say light, it, it almost kind of carries that that aftertaste. Like it's it's there and gone. And uh, yes, it's crushable. If you were going to uh, a buddy's house for yeah. like an ugly Christmas party, you wanted some Christmas ales, twelve ounces that you can crush a couple of. I think this would be a really good beer to try. Um, but as far as like really something, I don't think it has incredible depth. I think it, it kind of falls off after that initial taste. The smell's great. The initial taste's great. Um, but it, it fails to follow through with the depth of the beer, really going into some of that cinnamon, that nutmeg, and just having some other flavors. It just kind of, it kind of blends out. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like crushable, I, you know, I think like, you know, I'm going out to dinner with my family and it's like, I want to try, I want to get a Christmas sale that I can drink. But I and don't still want, eat a burger. But I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be at the point to where I can't eat my meal, yeah. and then like I'm struggling to get up because yeah, this would be a really good. Beer it's a that. nine, ten percent like heavy beer. This is something that like okay, I can get a sixteen ounce pint. Yeah. At a restaurant, have myself a meal, and then go home and not feel like overly yeah. full. So this one actually kind of reminds me of uh, a Christmas ale version of a Blue Moon. Um, so wow, a blue moon, a, yeah, you get like the get orange, yeah, you get like the orange peel on the blue moon. It's not overly orange. You get enough that you you get it. You got that garnish that goes with it, and it's kind of similar. It, it, the orange is there and gone on a blue moon, and, and that, it's kind of the same way with this Christmas ale. Like it's it's there, it's gone. Yeah, um, wow. It's it's a it definitely would be a good beer if you see it on the menu. You're out at out dinner and you just want to try mm-hmm. a Christmas ale. This would be a good one. Uh, very light. You're not. You're not going to feel bloated and heavy after this one. No, it's not. It's not overpowering. It's not something that you're. You're going to look at and be like, "Man, can I drink 16 ounces of that? Yeah. Or can I drink 12 ounces of that?" Right. I, I feel like I could drink. I could drink that. I feel like if, if if I sat down with this can for myself, 
I, I could sit here and in in and put that down. Now that's not to say that the other two were, were were too much or too little that we've had today, the high wire and the in the brew dog. But I, I feel like those those are more of the ones we talked about that are splittable. Right. Like if I got a part, sure. like if, if Branson and I are here, you know, someone I'm I'm sharing a drink with somebody. Th- those are ones that they're a little bit heavier, they're a little bit thicker, they got a little bit more body to them. Mm-hmm. Um, where this one is obviously, as we've said, a little bit lighter. Right. And, and going back to and, and nothing against the the high wire one, but um, I couldn't take a, a six pack of the high wire no. over for an ugly Christmas sweater party. And no. drink all six, but I can tell you that these this three hose, um, it is light enough, um, but it still has that flavor and the smell of a Christmas ale. Um, I could take a six pack or a four pack yeah. of this over somewhere and drink it, um, and still come home feeling comfortable. You know, not yeah. it's not too heavy on the stomach. Um, I think it's a good beer. Um, when it comes to me being very, I, I guess, picky as a beer snob. Um, if I'm sitting down and, and I, I spend good money or something on a Christmas sale, it falls short of being an elite tier. Uh, but yeah. I think it is it is something that is like, you know, it's a very accessible around here. It's a worthwhile purchase. Yeah, it, it's a very yeah. good beer to try. And um, it, don't expect to have your socks blown off, but this could be a very reliable Christmas sale in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Like, I, I don't think that this is one that – you're gonna be like, man, alive! Like I feel like I gotta have that one every single year. I need to get, you know, right, get something to keep in keep, my fridge yeah. so I have it if I want to have like a Christmas in July or something. Yeah. And don't get us wrong, we're not knocking this beer by any means. Uh, this is a very, very good beer. It's it, the fact that it, it's a little bit lighter than the ones we've talked about. We I know we mentioned that it's because this is an ale and not a stout like the other two, but. In my opinion, and I'm only speaking for myself, and, and and I'm sure Branson will give his here in a moment. It falls a little bit short in terms of what I guess I was expecting when I was thinking of a Christmas sale. Yeah, I, I agree, and um, I think with the Christmas sale, you typically do get something, whether it's a little more boozy or a little a little bit. Uh, not, I, I wouldn't say that the spice isn't there because it is, yeah. but typically on a Christmas sale, that that spice stays on your tongue for a little bit sure. you really you really drink it and you, and you can kind of feel it the whole way so this is a little bit lighter um but again i think in the right setting this would be a perfect beer for somebody to take if you're planning on having more more than one christmas ale right it's something that's not too heavy but right. it's also not you know you're not drinking domestic beer so we don't like to do that around here yeah well there's a time in place. Well, yeah, there's, there's a time in okay. place. Now, now we're back in. Now okay. we're back in. All right, so real quick, Branson, let's give our let's give our grades on this. Let's give our rankings. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk TCU, Kansas State. So Saucy Brew Works, Three Hoes Christmas Sale, what are you going with out of five? Out of five. Um, against the other Christmas sales that I've had, I'm going to have to give this one a 375. However, again, like I said, I'm rating these on all the Christmas ales that I've had. Um, but in the right setting, a lot of those Christmas ales that I've had that I give a 475, a 45, are not Christmas ales that I would take to drink more than one of. This is something that I think I could take a four pack over. Uh, pretty inexpensive around here, pretty easy to get around here. I could take this over, I could drink four cans. It's not going to break the bank, I'm not going to be disappointed with flavor. And I'm not going home with an upset stomach. I think this is a good beer if you're planning on having more than one Christmas sale. Yeah, this is not – and again, I, I mentioned this a moment ago. This is not a beer that I would not recommend to somebody. Like this is this is a delicious beer. I mean it's good. I would go 375 as well for the same reasons that you just said. You know, I've, I've had some Christmas beers that are just a little bit heavier and they hit the mark. But again, if I'm drinking more than one – I'm probably gonna go with the saucy brewer, yeah, but if yeah. we're just if we're talking like one, two, three sips, I'm gonna go three seven five. Yeah, so that's Agreed. where we're at. Agreed. I think that is it. That is a fair assessment. And uh, and like we said, I mean, this is something that might be for someone. I mean, yeah, somebody oh, for might. Sure. This might hit somebody's spot, but for us, I think compared to some of the other beers we had, it uh, it has been scored relatively. You know. To the to those four four fives four seven fives, yeah. I think it falls a little shy. But 
overall, it's still great beer, and I'm getting more and more flavor out of it as I, as I drink it. I'm starting yeah. to get a little bit of apple, a little second, bit of pear. Second and third um, sips have hit a little bit more. The, the, the spice notes have come yeah. in outside of just your typical, you know, your nutmegs and your cinnamons. I've right. gotten a little and, bit more and, from them. Yeah, and, and I really enjoy that, especially, uh, you know, at 7.5% and a 12-ounce can, like I said, um, it falls in the crushable category where you could drink a couple of them. Um where you get the good flavor, yeah, but you know you're not drinking a 16 ouncer, and it's not something that's that's super deep um, and has a lot of depth to it. To where it's like, man, that's it sits a killer, in your yeah, it that's sits a in your killer beer, but it's yeah. one for me tonight, and I'm done. You know, a lot of those beers <laughs> they come in 10, 10 and a half, 11 percent. They're they're a little higher gravity, but um, those no. are those are slow burns. Those are slow burns. Those are yeah, slow this burns. is um, we've had some experiences with some of those slow burns. Yes. But, oh yes. Uh, Yes. This this one it's it's really a good beer and again Saucy Brewworks I think they found a way to uh, to tailor themselves in, in in a good market where for maybe somebody who is uh, not super into craft beer yet but they're starting to to get their feet wet and you know it's a really cool seasonal release they they hit a lot of the flavors yeah and oh, it yeah. really introduces some of those newer craft beer drinkers to. Uh, some really cool different flavors. Something that's products. not going to turn them yeah. off yeah. from other things. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I something agree. that is that's not uh, super different from something like a Blue Moon, mm-hmm. um, but it's also different enough and has the different flavor profile that is going to draw them closer to maybe some of those other four, five, four, seven, five beers that we like in this category. I agree. I agree. So we'll take our final break here. When we come back, we will hit the final Power Five conference championship game that being the one who in my opinion has outside of the usc utah game has the smallest spread has the biggest implications and that being the big 12 game so when we come back uh, we'll hit we'll hit the big 12 game here we're gonna hit that and we'll uh we'll also give you guys an update on uh on the pac-12 championship uh as this is continuing on here going into the fourth quarter so when we get back here we've got uh, lots to talk about still and uh we'll see how this plays out all right everybody welcome back final segment here before we jump into our recap of the three beers we've had tonight let's take a look at the final Power 5 Conference Championship game, that being the Big 12. Tomorrow, December 3rd, 12 p.m. on ABC is the Big 12 Championship game. The Texas Christian Horn Frogs take on the Kansas State Wildcats. Texas Christian 12-0, Kansas State 9-3. TCU is number three in the college football playoff right now. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites, so a tiny, tiny spread. Yeah, um, I'm going to start off with this one, and then uh, we'll get your we'll get your prediction here. These two teams have already played. With TCU be a 38-28 winner over Kansas State earlier on in this season. Um, I like TCU in this game. I, I, I just I can't pick against them. I, I I mean, I think they cover that one and a half point spread. I don't think it's by much. I think we're looking at like a 38-34, 41-38 type game. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. Both teams are going to be able to score. Um, but I like I like TCU, TCU to hold serve here in, in, in this one tomorrow. I, I I just think I just think they're going to be too much. I think this is this is a season for them that they're just kind of you know I don't want to say a team of destiny but I, I think this is this is T, TCU's game to lose tomorrow night I think they're gonna I think they're gonna solidify their spot um, in the playoff so I'm gonna take a little bit of a different approach here and uh, this is this is my prediction of how things are gonna play out I think USC falls tonight okay because right now uh utah currently has a 34 24 lead man alive that's crazy that is a crazy crazy outcome uh we'll see how that ends up playing out but my prediction usc loses they drop the five yeah ohio state takes the four i think 
I think TCU loses. Ah, see, man. I think TCU loses, but still okay. stays at three um, because I think Michigan wins. I think Georgia wins. Um, so I think your one, two, three, four is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. I think, um, I think you know, the Wildcats, they have seen uh, TCU once this year, like you said. I, do, I think, like you said, the offenses are both strong enough that it's going to be a shootout. And I think the Wildcats come to play. I think they, I think they learn from their first mistake. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Let's go. I think, I think, I, I take the Wildcats in this. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop a Michael Scott reference there. No. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, strike three. <laughs> I thought that what was coming there. That would have been amazing. Yeah, Had you have done that off I, the cuff, I, I should have. I should have. But no, I, I seriously do. I think. I think it's gonna okay. be. I think it's gonna be the best game of the afternoon. Um, I think that. I think game, that is gonna be the best game of the five. No, I, I, I really do. I don't know that necessarily it has the most talent out of all the games, but I do think it is gonna be the most competitive. I think it's gonna be a watchability. Shootout. Watchability think, factor. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. It's for gonna sure. be a great game. Um, and with a one-and-a-half-point spread, it's a toss-up. I mean, dude, it's a toss-up. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? And I just, for some reason, I just feel like uh, the Wildcats take this one. Here's the question for you before we dive into our three-beer rankings for today. Let's say what you predicting, what you are predicting happens tomorrow. Kansas State beats TCU. But let's say Kansas State blows out TCU. Does TCU drop to four and Ohio State moves up to three? Well, we were talking. And plays yeah. Michigan again, or do uh, you think the do you think that they say like, okay, we're just going to keep it because we don't want Ohio State Michigan to play again? If they play for the national championship, they play for the national championship. Right. That, right. that is something that they, that, that can't be avoided. I right. don't think if you have them at one and four and two and three or whatever. Right. I agree but with that. If Kansas State blows out TCU, which I'm not predicting, I think it's no. going to be a close game. I think TCU yeah. comes out on top. Do they jump Ohio State over TCU? I I, I don't. That's a, that's a hard one because you've got to look at you know at that point it would be um, two one loss teams mm-hmm. if if this were to play out. And again, I take my Buckeyes over the Horned Frogs. Yeah. What holds um, more weight? The, right. Uh, a 20-plus point loss to the number two team in the country? Right. Or a 20-point-plus loss? And I, again, right. let's speculate. That's just, that's just hypothetical if Kansas State comes out and blows out TCU tomorrow. And if TCU holds serve and wins a game, this is a, mute, a moot point. Right. It, what we're talking about is, is irrelevant. But we're just playing devil's advocate here. I could see there being an argument made for it. I still think, um, oh boy, I don't know. I think there could be an argument made both ways. I think I would like to see um, Ohio State coming at the four and play Georgia. Play Georgia, or if Georgia loses, Michigan. If Michigan yeah, loses, yeah. I again, mean, like we said, again, music, there's all kinds of chairs. There's all kinds of chairs for the top three there, but I think. My ideal scenario would be uh, Ohio State at four and then beat Georgia and hope to play Michigan in yeah. the uh, national championship okay. redemption. And I think that that would be um, the ultimate Jim Harbaugh slap that you could ever throw out there. And I just think that it would be a really cool way to end the season. And yeah. I think I think coming from the Buckeyes, they need something like that. Um, you know, there's a bunch of you know question marks in the air of uh, – Moving forward with Day as the head coach, and um, there's there's just a lot of question marks around that entire organization. And I think um, in order to do that, we got to get a coaching staff, you know, all on the same page. We got to stop the run defense, and uh, we got to see more confidence out of C.J. Stroud. But um, again, that is all. You know, we got to see the outcome of this Utah USC game. Yeah, and, that's uh, the that's the, I mean that's, that's the wild card. The, that really that you know USC pulls us out. The one two three four is pretty much set. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter it's what happens tomorrow. Chairs at that point, um, but yeah, a thousand percent. USC falls, and and now you're looking at you know your five team. You know, might be moving around there. So I think that tomorrow again, like we have said all night, uh, it's setting up to be a really really. Uh, interesting and 
you know, anything can happen. It's college football. Anyone can win on any given day. That's what makes college football uh, fantastic to watch. And and I'm just looking forward to the great games. And that's not to say USC doesn't come back and win his game tonight. I mean, right. that's that's yeah. the crazy thing with their. I mean, they got the Heisman front runner right now. Right. And Caleb Williams could have his Heisman moment. Exactly. With a comeback and, win tonight against and Utah. That would be. That could be arguably. You know. That, that could would be seal the that deal would seal in the my deal opinion. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, if you lead your team back from a ten point two score deficit in the fourth quarter, come back and lead and, and clinch your uh, playoff berth, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, I think that's a hard to make a case against against that guy. So. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's all set up based on the game tonight, so I'm excited to watch and see how that finishes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think none of us are going to be disappointed watching college football tomorrow. No. No, I think it's going to be four great games. You know, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, SEC. And I think, you know, regardless of what happens, I think it's going to be exciting to see who wins the games and exciting to see the outcomes. Yeah, and worst case scenario, like we talked about earlier, I mean, you've got uh, potentially, you know, kind of three new faces in the mix here. Yeah. So I think that makes things a little interesting. You get some new, you know, universities and organizations in there. And and I really, I'm excited to see how it, how it ends up playing out because uh, yeah. this is, these are, th- you know, three of the four teams it's been a minute since they've been in the conversation. So yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, regardless, I'm excited to watch some good football. All right, man. So real quick, let's wrap this up here. Episode one, almost in the books. Let's take a look. Go back and look at the last three, or the first three, I guess. Well, the first, last three, too. They're the last three slash first three <laughs> beers that we've had today. Episode one of our 12 beers of Christmas. Again, to recap, Brew Dogs, It's a Butte, Pecan and Toffee Stout, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the Gingerbread Hot Cocoa 10W40 from High Wire Brewing out of North Carolina, and then finally Saucy Brew Works Three Hose Christmas Sale out of Cleveland, Ohio. So, Branson, real quick, I want you to rank those first three Based off of your untapped ratings. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, here so, right now. Yeah, so uh, just to recap, I did uh, in order here. We got Brewdog. First one we had, I gave a 375. Uh, high Wire, I, uh, I twisted the scale a little bit, went 435. And then the three hose, I also gave a 375. And so if I had to rank these one, two, and three, uh, I am going High Wire at the number one. Um, and then I am going with the three hoes at number two. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to finish her out with the brew dog at number three. Again, I think the three hoes and the brew dog are um, they're, they're two different styles of beer, so it, you can't compare them side by side. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think that where the three hoes gets the uh, the brew dog is um, the ability that you know you can continue to drink it. It's not kind of a one beer. Um, adventure there so i like the three hoes over the brew dog um but we will see i'm excited to see some of these other beers we got coming in so i'm still excited to see how these three match up against the rest of the beers that we have coming up so what are your thoughts yeah so if i look at obviously same beers i mean i i gave the brew dog a four i, I liked the, the the stout aspect of it i liked that it was a little bit lighter uh in terms of its thickness and and, and the fact that the pecan wasn't the heavy taste i like the toffee that came into that the high wire i gave a four five i really liked the fact that it wasn't overly chocolatey which was is what i assumed or i guess thought was was going to happen at the start when i read the can it was very spice it had the spice it had the ginger it had the cinnamon um and that vanilla and that lactose kind of gave it that thickness that i really like in in terms of a stout and then the three hose i gave a three seven five so if i rank those one two three the High Wire Gingerbread Hot Cocoa, number one. Brew Dog, number two. And the Three Hose, number three. But again, Three Hose and Brew Dog are very, very, very close, in my opinion. I like to keep it at that um, 3, 325, 350, 375 mm-hmm. rankings. But um, if I'm being honest, they're, they're a lot closer than, than 25 you know, hundredths of a percent away from each other. But again, I'm very excited to see where we go from here with some of these other ones. Um, we have a, a trio of beers coming up in round two. It's be exciting next that, that, Yep. That round are very exciting. Great. They are three from the same brewery. They are the same type of beer. But um, 
it leads into a, a pretty cool conversation. Just to yeah, give you a little I bit of a so. preview, uh, our conversation for, for episode two is going to be, again, Christmas-themed. They are Christmas beers, and it is going to be the – do we want to do three or five? I think we do five. Okay. I think, I think we do five because when you when you narrow yourself to three, you know – It makes it tough. It, it makes, makes the it conversation really difficult. Yes. Yeah. Five so, will give us a little more leeway. Yeah, so we're gonna do our we're gonna name our top five Christmas movies in our opinions as we drink these three beers. So that is episode two. I'm not gonna go into any more. I don't want to spoil no spoiler no, alerts no, here. No. We're not gonna dive into any more conversation there. But thank you for listening and tuning in here to episode one. Again, this is Jared Niederizer, and for Branson Wilms, much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, we look forward to bringing you episode two of our 12 Beers of Christmas here very soon. And take care, everyone. Absolutely. See you later.